Now, the scripture this morning we're taking from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 14, verses 22 through 23 was read this morning. But I just want to highlight just a few verses this morning from this scripture. Will you please stand if you're able? I just want to highlight verses 26 through 29. And it reads like this. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it's a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, be of good cheer, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. This morning I want to talk to you about if you want to walk on water, you got to get out of the boat. Let's have a word of prayer. On the day, oh gracious God, do we come one more time to give you all praise and honor. Just want to thank you, oh gracious God, for giving me the strength that I am able to stand in your midst. And oh Lord, just touch these words, oh gracious God, that may touch somebody's heart. And oh precious Father, we give you all the glory, we give you all the honor, we give you all the praise. Oh gracious God, we just stretch our hands to thee because we know where all of our help coming from. All of our help come from you, oh gracious God, who set up high and you look down low. We just want to thank you, O oh gracious God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Now, the walking on water took place after the beheading of John the Baptist and the feeding of the five thousands. And as we look in Scripture, Peter is not the only one who had to make a difficult walk. The Lord called us to walk by faith and not by sight. In each situation, the person that God called fell afraid. I know I sure did. But they did not let fear overcome them. Abraham had to leave his homeland. Moses had to face Pharaoh. Joshua had to walk around the walls of Jericho. And David had to fight a giant. And Paul had to meet the same people who he persecuted. There's going to be time when we're all going to be afraid. But when the Lord called us to take a step, he always go with us. We never walk alone. Now, Peter is about to find this out for himself. Now, Peter and the other disciples was in the boat that Jesus told them to get into and go ahead of him. And after he sent the mother to the way, Jesus went up on a mountain by himself to pray. After Jesus finished praying, the boat that the disciples was in were now in the middle of a sea, tossed by the waves. Now, in the fourth watch, as we know that the fourth watch is 3 o'clock in the morning, that's when Jesus came walking on the sea. And when they looked up and saw something or someone coming, they coming towards them. Scriptures say that they were troubled and saying, it's a ghost. And they cried out of fear. Now in verse 27, Jesus spoke to them saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. In the King James Version, 
Fear not is 365 times. Now that's one fear not for every day of the year. And in verse 28, Peter said, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. So Jesus said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he did what? He walked on the water to go to Jesus. So I come this morning to tell you, if you want to walk on water, if you want to walk on water, then you got to get out of the boat. I am not talking about the boat that is made of wood and steel, but I am talking about anything that would keep you from making a step for Jesus. That is your boat. The Lord usually takes us on a journey in unfamiliar territory. So we won't say, look what I did. Peter wanted to make sure it was Jesus before he made his first step. The reason why so many of our lives are falling apart is because we live in a society that will accept anything. Many of us don't ask the Lord to guide our footsteps. We just follow the crowd. We lean to our own understanding. Proverbs 3, 5, 7 says, trust in the Lord with some of your heart. All of your heart. And lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. And it goes on and says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Do you see in this verse, Peter wanted to make sure it was Jesus before he made his first step. Who are we listening to? Just because a whole lot of people said on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, that doesn't make it right. They would say, if it feels good, then do it. They would say, oh, it's your body, then do what you want to do with it. In 1 Corinthians 6 18 says, do you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you? whom you have from God, and you are not your own, for you were bought at a price. Therefore, we should glorify God in our bodies and in spirit, which are God. Many of our young ladies are killing the fruit of the womb in trying to cover up for their sins. Many of our young men are killing themselves and others in just trying to fit in. But don't you know when you take the life of somebody, you are not just taking one life. You are killing generations to come. That 15-year-old boy that was gunned down in the middle of the street would never have sons and daughters. But maybe one of his offspring could have been the one who found a cure for cancer. But the society that we live in say you only have one life to live. So live it up. And when things don't work out the way that we want to, then when we are left out in the cold or have an incurable disease, we always cry out, Lord, why me? Now, if you jump out of an airplane without a parachute 25,000 feet in the air, what's going to happen? (laughs) 
When my kids were young, I would set them down and their friends, and I would talk to them about drugs and the effects of it. They would say, I know, I know, meaning that they know what it's all about. Now, if I can just have your attention for a few minutes. Now, if I compare this generation of the day with a mosquito, a fly, or any flying insect, I wonder who would come out on top. I'll tell you what I mean. If anyone ever had a bug zapper in your backyard, a bug zapper, it looks like this. If anyone ever had a bug zapper in your yard, it has a bright blue light if you plug it up. It attracts all kinds of bugs. The bugs will see the light and go towards the light. And when they hit the light, they will get zapped and fall to their death. You would think that after a while, the bugs would wise up. You would think they would observe that the train underneath the light is full of their relatives' dead bodies. You would think at least one bug would say, wait a minute. I'm not going to just blindly follow my desires. But I notice all my friends get drawn into this, but they never come back. You would think. But those bugs never learn. They continue to fly into this bright light and get zapped. Uh -huh. Sometimes I wonder if we are any smarter. We are losing more and more of our children every year to drugs and drugs-related issues because they are attracted to the streetlights. Even though they have seen many of their friends' lives destroyed, even though they have been, even though they have seen many of their friends go to jail, uh -huh. and even lose their lives by getting zapped, by being drawn into the streetlights. And young and old people are still saying, I know, I know. Maybe they have convinced themselves that they know what they are doing. Maybe they have convinced themselves that they are strong enough, are smart enough to handle this attraction without getting zapped. The prodigal son heard about this attraction. He went to his father and told him that I want my inheritance. And he packed his bag and he went towards those big blue lights. I'm sure he said, I can handle it. Or I know what I'm doing. Or I'm strong enough. Or it won't happen to me. But as soon as he got in town, he was surrounded by a group of young ladies with ruby red lips, <laughs> sweet-smelling perfume, long and wavy hair, long fingernails, and false eyelashes. <laughs> and their hips were shaking from the, from the east to the west. They had that country boy eating out of the palm of their hand. And when he lost all of his money, they dumped him like a hot potato. I come to tell you this morning that you should not be deceived 
the bright light of temptation is stronger than you think. If you think that you can go out and do what you want to do, how you want to do it, and when you want to do it, to whom you want to do it with, you are headed down the road of destruction. Some people think that this is the only way that they can survive, while others don't want to do anything else but this. But don't you know in 2016, last year, the FBI estimated that there were 1,572,579 arrests for drug law violation in the U.S. Drug overdose killed roughly 64,000 people last year in the U.S. Temptation is all around us. That's why we need the Lord to order our steps. Now, do you see why Peter wanted to make sure it was Jesus before he made that first step? Peter said, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, what? He said, come on. Jesus is still telling us to step out of the boat by stepping out on faith. We want the reward, but we don't want to work for it. Each time you step out on faith, you become a little more likely to step out the next time. It's not that the fear go away, but you realize that fear don't have the power to destroy you. If you want to walk on water, then what? You got to get out of your boat. If you want water, walk in faith. If you want water, deliverance. If you want water, walk in healing or water, walk in breakthrough. Then you got to get out of the boat. There are two things that will keep most of us from getting out of the boat. They are comfort and fear. Both of them will keep us from trusting God. When we are comfortable, any change in our life will become a discomfort because we have to change our schedule. You know that we don't like to change. Your boat is whatever keeping you from getting close to God. Your boat is whatever you are tempted to put in trust of God, especially when life gets a little stormy. Your boat is whatever keeps you so comfortable that you don't want to give it up to make a change. Your boat is your comfort zone. If you want to walk on water, then what? You got to get out of your boat. Comfort will often keep us from growth. When teacher wants students to grow, they don't give them answers. They give them problems. If you want a strong body, you have to exercise it, as well as your mind and spirit. If you want to walk on water, then what? You got to get out of the boat. And if you don't know what your boat is, I say, if you don't know what your boat is, then your fear would tell you. Just ask yourself, what is it that most produced fear in me? Especially when I think of leaving it behind and stepping out on faith. One of Jesus' disciples said to him, Lord, set for me first to go and bury my father. But Jesus said unto him, follow me and let the dead bury the dead. Maybe your boat is success. 
That was the case of the rich young ruler. Jesus told him to sell all that he had and give the money to the poor and come and follow him. He decided not because Jesus has asked him to step out of his comfort zone. Peter stepped out of his comfort zone when he stepped out of the boat. There has been many sermons preached about Peter losing his faith and beginning to sink. I want to say that one more time. There has been many sermons preached about Peter losing his faith. At least Peter had enough faith to make the first step. Let's look at the other disciples who was in the boat with him. What were they doing? They knew it was Jesus. Why, they didn't ask to walk on water. Sometimes we're going to fall, and we're going to be afraid. We must do what Peter did, cry out to Jesus, saying, Lord, save me. And Jesus would do the same thing that he did for Peter in verse 31 that says, immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him. That's why, that's why I am still carrying this letter, everybody. If you want to walk on water, then what? You got to get out of the boat. We fall down, but we get up. A saint is just a sinner who fell down, but got back up. If you want to walk on water, you got to get out of the boat. Because Jesus was not in the boat. He was in the storm. When we find ourselves in the midst of a storm, we got to know that Jesus has the power to tell your storm, peace, be still. When we find ourselves in a midnight situation, we got to know that we may endure for a night, but joy come in the morning light. When we find ourselves between a rock and a hard place, we got to know that our help comes from the Lord. There's going to come a time when we're going to have to shake off. Shake off fear. And step out of our comfort zone and take a leap of faith. That's why we will fast when we find out that fear don't have the power to destroy us. I come to tell you that that's when we will find out that fear, that fear, that fear don't have the power to destroy us. Because God has not given us the spirit of fear. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I tell you, we should be jumping right now. God has not given us the spirit of fear. So we can shake off the things that's holding us back. And that's what I want us to do right now, to shake off the things that is keeping us from getting out of the boat. We got to learn how to shake it off and keep it off, I tell you. I said we have to learn how to shake it off and keep it off. And that reminds me of a story. I said that reminds me of a story of this man who owned this goat. Now he loved this old goat. Everywhere he went, he always take this goat with him. But there was one time that he had to go into town and he had to leave this goat behind. So he tied this goat up on the back porch. So that when he came home, this old goat had got loose some kind of way. And when he was looking for this old goat, 
this goat had fell in an old dug well in the backyard. So as he was looking for this goat, he heard something out in the backyard. So he noticed that this old goat had fell in this old dug well. He loved this old goat. So he was trying to rescue this goat, but he couldn't. With tears in his eyes, he was hurt because he had to bury this old goat in this old dug well. So what he did, he got his shovel and threw dirt into this old dug well. With tears rolling down his face, he threw dirt down in this old dug well. And he noticed something, and he heard a noise down in that well. So when he went to look, that he found out that this old goat was shaking the dirt off and packing it under his feet. So he put more dirt in this old dug well. This old goat was shaking it off and packing it under his feet. So we have to take notice. We have to take notice of this, what was happening. He knew that there was a miracle going on down in that old dug well. And we too have to take pattern after that old goat. When people talk about it, we have to learn how to shake it off. Shake it off and pack it under our feet. Somebody right here need to shake something off right now. So if you want to shake it off, I just want you to join with me right now and shake whatever that's holding you back. Shake whatever that is keeping you from getting out of your boat. I want you to shake it off right now. Shake it off. Shake it off and pack it under your feet. When somebody lie on you, you have to learn how to shake it off. Shake it off. Shake it off and pack it under your feet. I want you to do it right now. Whatever that is holding you back, whatever that keeps you from getting out of that boat, I just want you to shake it off right now. Shake it off. Shake it off and pack it under your feet. As he put more dirt in his old dug well, the goat would just shake it off and pack it on his feet. And you know what, church? You know what? That old goat was able to stand on solid ground. He was able to step out of whatever that was holding him back. He walked on solid ground because he knew how to shake whatever that was holding him out down. Now, if you, in order, order for you to get out of your, the boat and walk on water, you have to be able to shake whatever that is keeping you from making a step for Jesus. It's comfort. If you're afraid, then that's what's keeping you in the boat. But if you want to get closer to Jesus, you have to get out of the boat. Because Jesus was not in the boat, he was in the storm. In your midnight hour, even though trouble, heartaches, and pain may be knocking on your back door, Jesus will carry you through. The doors of the church are open. To anyone who wants to get out of your boat and make a step for Jesus, it doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter how heavy your load. You can still make a step for Jesus. I know that for a fact. The reason I'm up here right now is because I had to step out of my comfort zone. Standing up in front of people, speaking. And I used to fall over my own feet when I used to talk. But the Lord brought me through. Fear not. Fear not. And get out of your boat. Get out of your comfort zone. And make a step for Jesus. If you make one step, 
the Lord make two. So ain't no limit what God can do. The doors of the church are open. Shake whatever it is that's holding you back. Shake it off. Shake it off and pack it under your feet. If you're going through, whatever it is you're going through, you have to go to the doctor and sit there and listen to the doctor. You have cancer. You have diabetes. Don't be afraid. Don't let that stop you from getting out of your boat. Just step out on faith. The Lord will see you through. Does anyone this morning? I just want to let you know that God is able. God is able to bring us out and see us through. There's a storm out.